Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you. First Brewcast of 2023 is we're here with you on Monday, January 2nd and headed into Tuesday, January 3rd. And well, the the show that I was not expecting to do here this week, Scotty White, as the Fiesta Bowl did not go the way that we thought it was uh, it was going to go. And we've got a lot to get into here uh, with, with the game and what it means moving forward. How are you doing here today, man? Happy New Year to you. Yes, happy new year to you and all listening. Um, yeah, certainly not what we expected um, on, on New Year's Eve. That was that was that was painful. That one stings. Um, and yeah, I, like like I was just telling you before we started, I've been trying to avoid you know reading about the game, anything about the game. But you know, it's 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 time we discuss it. It is. It is. Fifty one forty five. The final. TCU moves on. And Michigan season ends at 13 and one Uh, real quick. I I will say before we dive in, you know, at the end of the day, man, I know it stings. It sucks. This one's probably going to hurt forever. And we're going to talk about why that is uh, when we kind of look back at it. But um, at the end of the day, it was, it was a very successful season. 13 and 0 most wins in a season in program history. Back-to-back Big 10 championships. Went into the horseshoe and won in Columbus for the first time since the early 2000s. I mean, so much to be proud of this team and they fought. They fought like hell in this Fiesta Bowl just came up a little short here. Um but ultimately, man, uh, it it's it's going to sting forever because I don't know if Michigan is, is ever going to have a better chance to win a national championship given the landscape of things, given how Ohio state was able to, to hang and play with Georgia. Um, you know, just uh, a great season, but, but this one stings a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, and, and most Michigan fans, I feel like this is definitely the, the most successful season that I can remember. Um, and it, and it was a ton of fun. Like we really f- forgot what this feeling feels like. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be able to beat both rivals handily, um, really not have, a besides the Illinois, the Illinois game, a really close game. I mean, it was really domination the whole season for Michigan. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year it was such a different type of loss against Georgia in the playoff. Whereas this year, I mean, Michigan, so many mistakes that just beat ourselves like so many things that I have never seen Michigan do before 
um, which which really makes it sting so much. But yeah, I mean, the it, it was there. And watching Ohio State play Georgia was kind of honestly made it harder. I mean, it really looked like Ohio State was going to win that game. A team Michigan beat by 22 on the road. A big opportunity that was in front of us. But like you said, still, I mean, to think about a couple of years ago and, and being in this position um, now, um, I mean, still a great season for Michigan. And obviously, some more great seasons are ahead. Well, you, you just kind of hit the nail on the head, man. Um in the sense that this year feels so much different than, than that game last year. Last year against Georgia, I came away feeling like Georgia wins that game at least nine out of ten times. Georgia was the much better football team last year. There's no question about it. A historically great defense. The amount of talent on that side of the football was just absolutely stupid. And, you know, Michigan was just – they were the worst football team in that game last year. Mm-hmm. This year, right, right, like we we heard all the talking points that Michigan's not just happy to be there, you know, said that they were fat last year, but they're starving this year. The the best week of prep, a totally locked in team. Um, and the the way that game shook out is that I I didn't feel that way. Uh TCU played an incredibly good football game. There, there's no question about it. Their defense played great cause Michigan a lot of problems but I you know I still think Michigan wins that football game six out of ten times you know maybe maybe even seven out of ten times but in a six-point loss you know you throw two pick sixes and you come up empty zero points with two trips inside the five-yard line in a six-point loss and you still had the ball with over a minute to go with with a chance to go down and score and win the football game you know, I, I mean, all the mistakes Michigan made, and they still had a chance to win that game. And and that's why this one is is going to hurt so much. And like you said, just uncharacteristic, right? Especially you start the game off with a 55-yard Donovan Edwards run. Surprise, mm-hmm. he even got caught, to be honest with you. It was a great play to just, uh, by the defender, to just reach his arm out and just be able to grab him from behind to save a touchdown. And ultimately, you get down to the two-yard line, fourth and goal from the two, and you, you just try something that, you know, it's a play that everyone has scouted at this point. Like, yeah, it surprised the Patriots in the Super Bowl like five years ago, but everyone has tried that play now and everyone knows what they're looking for. And it's so scouted now, even though Michigan's never done it before. Like, it's just a played out play. And you're and you're going trickeration, you know, in that situation, because the, the reason you go for it on fourth and goal from the two, right, is that if you don't get it, you back up TCU to have to go 98 or 99 yards if you don't get the touchdown. But all, all of a sudden, Colson Loveland runs backwards 15 yards, and, and you might as well have had a touchback there. So, I mean, that right there just, I think, set the tone kind of for the rest of the game that, man, the, the, the play calling was a little suspect at times. Yeah, I mean, the, it's in a, Michigan dug themselves into an immediate hole um, with with that and then the pick six and – and and the the Roman Wilson touchdown. I mean, yes, I was I was shocked that that got overturned, but I mean, we we don't see Michigan make a mistake like that. A first and goal inside the one yard line, and they can't punch it in. I mean, Mullins never even had the ball. I don't I don't know what happened there. It was just it, McCarthy just puts it into his chest and just say it, it falls down. I mean, I've I've never seen that before. Um, it was. Yeah, I mean, and after that, another touchdown, and it's 21-3 just like that. I mean, 
And it was similar than to the Orange Bowl last year, where it's just like that. Michigan's digging themselves out of a huge hole, which we don't see in the regular season. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in last year's game, I'm coming out of it feeling like, you know, that was a great season. I'm more just sad that that season's over, but I really like see that Georgia deserved to win that game. They're the better team. But now it's like, wow, like Michigan, I really, I really think that Michigan, I think that that game kind of showed that Michigan normally is the better team than TCU. I mean, like you said, all of those mistakes and they still have a chance there at the end. And then it was just the, the crappy cherry on top with, with whatever that last play was, um, don't know what happened with the miscommunication there. Also thought that was a targeting. It looked like textbook targeting, but at the end of the day, it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. Um, and yeah, I mean that 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 last play was just to, to have it end like that was 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 terrible. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It was it was heartbreaking. There's there's no question about it. I mean, just to, to at least give yourself a chance, maybe get a first down, get somewhere where JJ can fling it up into the end zone, and you never right. know what happens, right? Uh, but but we can. Uh, I, I would like to talk about you know we 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 can talk about that sequence of events that that happened when all of a sudden you know it's fourteen three, but Michigan gets a pick in the very next play. They're throwing a touchdown pass to to Roman Wilson, and, and the call on the field was a touchdown. There was a, it doesn't matter what anyone says. There was no angle that showed definitive proof that Roman Wilson had possession short of the goal line. There was nothing, nothing you could piece together that showed definitive proof. That's my biggest issue with it, right? Was it a clear touchdown? No. Was it clear he was down before the goal line? No. And the call on the field was touchdown has <laughs> to stand in that situation. Obviously Michigan, you can't fumble at the freaking one yard line. You know, like, like you still have to score there no matter what. But my biggest issue is they already scored, man. They took points off the board. Like that is the one thing you can't do unless it is absolutely certain. And and I still have a major issue with that. There were some major gaps by the officiating. I thought both ways. I thought Michigan benefited from a godly horrendous roughing the passer penalty. Um, You know, and and there were a couple of ones, but nothing – to the degree of taking an entire touchdown off the board, you know, and, and that to me is inexcusable. I, we know that officials will not face any repercussions and it, it is what it is. Michigan still had their chances at the end of the day and they weren't able to execute. And you got to give TCU credit because JJ McCarthy threw two horrendous pick sixes and without a Michigan wins this game and they're playing Monday for a national championship. Um, you know, uh, the, the defense in the third quarter, you know, giving up way too many plays easy. I was really confused I, with the, especially the defensive play call on third and seven that sprung Quentin Johnson in the long touchdown because it's third and seven. You, you're down three. You've got a chance to get a stop and get the ball back. You, you kind of go with a, with almost a cover zero blitz. Max Duggan is fantastic in the pocket, just waits his time, and DJ Turner can't catch up and misses the tackle on Quentin Johnson. All of a sudden, that's a game-changing play. Uh, when – And that was another uncharacteristic thing from Michigan that we've seen. I mean, it's not a team that really blitzed like that a lot here this year, especially against, 
you know, teams that have really good athletes. And for Jesse Minter to call that play in that situation, that, that was a bit of a head scratcher just as much, I think, as the, the Philly special play call on fourth and goal. Yeah, the, the play calling was extremely questionable. I mean, that one, and there were, like, it, it really looked like Ohio State's defense against Michigan with all of the big plays that were given up. And, and, and going back to the Roman Wilson touchdown on that review, if, if I, I like, obviously there's the pylon cam, which is the only angle where you can actually tell where the ball is or, or where, because, you know, when they when on all the close-ups of Roman Wilson, you can't actually tell where the ball is just because of the camera angle. The only one right down the line is the pylon cam. And it was way too far away to be able to tell I mean, you can kind of gauge it, but if anything, you see that when the ball hits his chest, he's very, very close, if not already into the end zone. And then on the close-ups, you can see that he bobbled the ball at the beginning and gained possession a little bit after the ball first hit him. So the fact that that was overturned is, I I just have absolutely no idea how you can do that. Uh, And you're right, it, it takes points off the board that cannot happen. Um, and, and I mean, I mean, that's, that's such a big swing. There's so many of these plays and these calls, such big swings on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't really like the play call. Um, uh, I think it was third and goal from the two. They ran a screen to Ronnie Bell. Um, it it was, I mean, I don't think Donovan Edwards got the ball. On, on Michigan's plays down by the goal line. So, I mean, that no, was, no, that it was, was all Khalil impressive. Mullings, uh, yeah. which, which was rather strange. I understand that they're high on him and he's a big bruiser, but he hasn't gotten a lot of reps here this year, man. Okay. And especially giving it to him as the up man on that four or on that first and goal play from the one. I mean, I, I don't think JJ ever had the snap clean, you know, which is an issue in its own right. But to to, to call that play, let Donovan, man, he, he's the one that got you here over the last couple of games. The fact that he got minimal carries down there, really surprising. And we, we can talk about it here, man. The back-to-back Joe Moore Award winners, they got their ass kicked a lot in this game. They did. They did. I mean, dude, after that Donovan Edwards run, the run game was pretty much non-existent. Um, I'll, I'll say this. They, they gave J.J. a lot of time to throw the ball. Um, but but sometimes game, I mean there yeah. there was there was a couple instances where uh, they were they seemed confused against the three three five and the blitzing linebackers they weren't passing off it was it was a really really strange sometimes like, like yeah JJ at, at some points had a lot of time to throw but when they brought pressure and they brought blitzes they timed it really well and Michigan seemed confused up front it, it was really kind of disappointing to see to be quite honest with you in, in a lot of that game. It was, it was, and I mean the, and and I'll give JJ McCarthy a lot of credit because, outside of the two pick sixes, I mean he 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 played a great game. He had a he had a I think it was his highest passing total of the year. Um, he had some really good throws. Um, so it really just comes down to limiting those mistakes. But I mean, just just the fact that Michigan scored forty five points and lost that game is yeah. is mind boggling. Like if if even at halftime. You tell me that Michigan goes into that second half and scores 39 points. I'm thinking, oh, okay, we're going to win this one handily by at least two touchdowns. Like I never in a million years could have thought that 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 was going to turn into a shootout. No, no, not at all. And, and, you know, 
I thought Michigan was going to come out best second half team in the country, though TCU is a pretty good good second half team as well. And ultimately, Michigan had their chances, man. That's the thing that I can't really get over. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, it, you had a chance again. I, I keep going back to the third and seven play. Yeah. You know, you 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 got it to three points deficit with 14 minutes to go. And you got a chance to get off the field and get the ball back, give yourself good field position, and you're red hot, right? All of a sudden, they hit that. And I I believe, um, let's see, after that one, that was, oh, no, the, the, the pick six came earlier. But, yeah, after after the uh, the, the Quentin Johnson play, you, you just kind of do nothing, and then you, you give the ball back. TCU goes down and scores. Um, and you don't get anything until later in that fourth quarter. It felt like the momentum was all with Michigan and completely evaporated from that moment, from the Quentin Johnson thing, because Michigan then just didn't look right on offense, you know, for, from that 100%. point forward. 100%. Yeah, it took a – I think there were two, like three and outs right after that drive. Yeah. Um, and it's – I mean, Michigan's down 21-3, to so 18-point deficit. They get it back to five immediately squander it, go back down by 18, get another touchdown, squander that, give it up to 19, fight all the way back to three, get it back to 13, and somehow keep finding themselves back in the game. And it's just these plays. And, dude, I I don't know about you, but I'm already, like, every – both nights since this game, like, I'm just laying in bed replaying these (laughs) these plays in my head. Like, how? How did did that one get away, you know? And, yeah, I mean, the third and seven, I mean, the offense was – just couldn't be stopped. And DJ Turner almost got there, man. He really did. And and, and Michigan would have had the ball back down by three. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you said it right. The momentum completely shifted after that play. Um, and it, it, kudos to the defense at the end for getting the ball back. And then just another quick three and out four plays just uh, well, four and out yeah and then yeah. and then the the miscommunication I, I there was a penalty in there and then you you've got the snap and Sean McDonough if I never hear him call a Michigan game again it's going to be too soon yeah. he re- he really had to go with trouble with the snap as yeah, the last he, one are you he, kidding me he uses that so I mean dude he the amount of times he referenced it in the Michigan Michigan State game this year like we get it it happened it was also eight years ago <laughs> yeah I I mean uh, but <laughs> to to get, I mean, it gave me a little PTSD, man, when okay. I heard him say it as as that's going on, and and Michigan, you know, loses that game. I, I also want to uh, mention real quick, um, and, and talk about it, and get your kind of thoughts on it a little bit here, as <laughs> I I am not one, and we talked about this going in actually, so so now we get to to look back on it, right? I am not one that puts a lot of stock in a non-college football playoff bowl games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of factors that go into it. Who's playing, who's not, what's the motivation factor for a lot of time for Michigan. They're coming off uh, an incredibly disappointing loss to Ohio state, right? Mm-hmm. Last year was the first year that didn't happen, but you just ran into a buzz, buzz of a Georgia team, whatever. But Jim Harbaugh was one and six in bowl games at Michigan coming into this game. And we were wondering about it, about the preparation and everything like that. And outside of the first plate, Michigan, they, they didn't seem all that well-prepared, right? They were, I think they got quite a bit out schemed in that first half as well. So now it's really hard for me to just be like, yeah, who cares about the bowl record, knowing that something needs to change in terms of preparation 
with this Michigan team in bowl games, especially if you plan on playing in the college football playoff moving forward, particularly when it expands to 12 teams, you're probably going to expect to be there just about every year. So what needs to change that? That's the question. What do you feel about the whole situation? No, I totally agree. Cause like you said, I mean, we talked about this last week too. We kind of were thinking after last year, it seemed like, okay, the, the Ohio state monkeys off the back, the big 10 championship monkeys off the back, the, the playoff appearance monkeys off the back. And like you said, it was just a really, really good Georgia team. It didn't feel like uh, Michigan really, there was no fault. That was just a really good football team. But yeah, I mean, it happened again this year against a a team that it really shouldn't have happened against. I'm not trying to take any credit away from TCU, but they're not last year's Georgia team. Um, And now I think that it it clearly is a problem. Um, I mean, like I said, he's gotten all the other monkeys off his back, but the bowl game problem, it, it's definitely still there. And, and we've seen it so much in these losses that Michigan just, it, it seems like instantly in a lot of these games, a lot of these bowl games, Michigan just gets in a huge hole that they have to dig themselves out of um, with the exception of of the, the South Carolina game was kind of the opposite. They kind of just mm-hmm. imploded at the end. Um, but I mean, you look at the the Orange Bowl going back to 2016. Michigan had to dig themselves out of a huge hole in that one. Mm-hmm. Peach Bowl against Florida, they were immediately down by by a lot and got blown out last year against Georgia. This year, I mean, the the starts to a lot of these bowl games for me, it just it seems like the same thing, just quickly, quickly, quickly going down by a lot. Yeah, and that's and and to be fair, you know, in this game, I, I just think things got you know. Uh, a little out of hand and things got weird, right? Because ultimately the the fourth and goal play happens, but Michigan was able to, to force a three and out right away. But the very next play is a pick six. You're down seven, nothing. Um, you know, and ultimately TCU in the first half didn't do a ton, you know, offensively. Yeah. Uh, to to be honest with you, you know, they had a couple of touchdown, you know, drives, but they were aided by some bad Michigan plays, obviously. Um. You, you know, yardage wise, it, it wasn't anything crazy, you know, and, and you're you're down 21 to six, but that's it. They just they seem to not have, I don't know, a, a lot going for them in that first half, you know, to to your point. So what what is it? I wonder that, you know, what why does it seem like everyone else going into the these games can can be so well prepared? You got four weeks to, to kind of get in the lab and do it. You know, what is it that, that Michigan's not doing, man? Yeah, I, I it, it seems to me, it, it literally seems like they're just overthinking the game, and that's what these play calls come from. Because it's like, for me, it's like, why is Michigan going away from these things that have worked all year and, and trying out these different things now when it just doesn't seem needed, you know? It, it, it genuinely just seems like, like an overthinking thing, which I realize it's obviously much more than that. But the the play calling in this game was so confusing to me that that that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. And obviously, we're not in on the prep. We don't know exactly what's going on, but you got to hope at some point that. But I mean, they said that it was different this year. That they changed some things, and the preparation was different. But ultimately, I mean, things need a total overhaul. Uh, I I would say, man. 
Like you, you don't mind, I guess, overthinking things you obviously don't want to do like no question about it, but you want to come up with some special stuff when you have that many weeks um, to, to do it. But the the Philly special ain't that Um, though Michigan was able to quick strike quite, quite a bit when they needed to here. It's just like, I I don't know. It it almost seemed like the beginning of these games that they're almost on edge a little bit. I'm not a hundred percent sure, which is really weird for this team to come into this game and now you move forward, right? Say Michigan, because Michigan's got a lot returning next year. Mm-hmm. Like Michigan is going to be a very good football team once again next year, you know, maybe even better than they were this year. But at the end of the day, they're almost certainly not going to be a seven and a half point favorite. If they win the big 10 championship, and go to the college football playoffs, you know, uh, again, uh, this, this was a, a dream opportunity for that. But now you know, similar to, to how long it took to get over that Ohio State mental hub, you know, now it's, okay, this was the year to, like, okay, the Georgia game last year, they were talking about it, and, and they said, this year's different. This year, it, they're on a mission. You know, they're, they're looking to win a national championship. Things are different here this year. Well, guess what? They weren't ultimately all that different here this year. So now if you go back a third time, if you're lucky enough, if you play well enough to do it, because it's obviously not a guarantee, but guess what? That mental hump, that proverbial monkey gets even bigger, right? I mean, it, it, think about how many years it took to vanquish Ohio State with this program. Now the new one is that college football playoff semifinal in the, in, in the bowl game of that, that's going to be a mental thing. What do we have to do to, to win a game like this? Yeah, and, and you and you said it perfectly. Like, I can't see any – obviously, last year, Michigan was, was close to, uh, you know, if, if Georgia wins that SEC championship game, then, then Michigan probably gets to play Cincinnati in the semifinal. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. Um, and, then, and then that opportunity kind of came up this year, and, and Michigan still couldn't get it done. And, and you think back to all of the college football playoffs so far, and, and you just look at the types of teams that make it and, and the the opportunities. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to get any better than the opportunity that they had this year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you think about, dude, it's that's, that's, that's the thing that, that really was, was tough to swallow after the game. It's like, so like think about think about how long ago that Colorado State game was. Like it's just such a long mm-hmm. journey. You have to go into Ohio State and when you have to win the Big Ten championship, like there's so much that went into getting to this point. And then like now it's all over and, and to get back to this point will be so difficult. And to get a better opportunity than this, you know, you just you just don't know uh if that's gonna happen again. And then starting in a couple of years, you know, you gotta win three, four games to win that national championship instead of two. So, you know, it's, it's, it was, it was a good opportunity this year and it's, it's going to be tough to, to get another one as good as that. It's going to hurt forever. This yeah. game, all the missed opportunities. We're going to be, I mean, this, this one's up there with 2016 Ohio state. No question. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I've been thinking a lot about the, the, uh, the games that have hurt the most as a Michigan fan. Um, and, I, I don't know. I think that that 2016 Ohio State, that that 2013 Louisville National Championship in basketball, and this w- w- would have to be my top three. This it's one right up there. Th- this one is is going to be up there. This one may have supplanted 2016 Ohio State. I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I, I'm going to give it a year to look back on it, but it's in the running because 
God, it felt like Michigan. And, and, and you know, it's going to sound like I'm taking something away from DCU. I'm really not trying to. But mm-hmm. ultimately, again, Michigan threw two pick sixes, had zero points with two trips inside TCU's five, and they lost by six. Like, they gave that game away. I mean, you, 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 you take away the pick sixes. You, you give Michigan a touchdown where they, where they did score one. Um, I mean, you just give them that touchdown and that would, would give them more points. But I mean, you just take away all those stupid mistakes that you just don't see Michigan make. And it's not even that close of a game. And that's, that just, it stinks. It really does. Let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped support for Brewcast. Thanks to Manscaped and where we're looking to help you a little bit. You can join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. We're going to up your grooming a little bit because the 10 part platinum package is unreal. It's out of this world. You get everything from the performance package, like the lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer um, with the amazing Nick guard and advanced skin skate skin safe technology, which I mean, it's waterproof, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself, not going to cut yourself. But in addition to the shaving and, you know, the the hair removal, you can upgrade the shower routine, the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner. You'll have that skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh and Make sure to try that aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant as part of the package as well. And we're going to get you 20% off and free shipping. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com and enter promo code MNB20. That's MNB20, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I want to shift gears a little bit here because, well, as we go through every offseason, the uh, the Jim Harbaugh of the NFL rumors – are back the athletic posting, you know, just whatever one of their stupid articles are today about oh, sources close to Jim Harbaugh say if he if offered an NFL deal, he will be back. Yada, yada, yada. Right. You know, I mean, I, we go through this every year, Scotty. Um, last year, it almost did happen. Right. I, I, you know, the from what I heard from people within the know, uh, Minnesota kind of pulled the offer. It wasn't that Jim Harbaugh d- decided he wanted to come back. He was expected to be offered the, the head coaching position of the Minnesota Vikings. And they, they kind of pulled it after their long meeting on signing day last year. Now, that's what I heard from people in the know. Other people have, have a different story, but I'm going to trust the the people you know, that, that I've talked to on that, but that was really the first time since he's been at Michigan, that that was the case. And he said last year it's over. He's not looking to go back to the NFL. Um, This year, he literally just said last month that he's going to be enthusiastically back coaching the Wolverines in 2023. And for me, Scotty, the the one thing, uh, Jim Harbaugh is a lot of things. And thus far, a liar or a deceiving person is not one of them. Right. He is almost to a fault, very straightforward and very truthful. Last year, he was openly telling recruits that he was going to entertain NFL offers. Right. He was telling recruits that he was very clear that he went and had a meeting with the Minnesota Vikings. This was all he didn't hide any of it. He didn't get up there and said, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm here. He has always been this way. He's been very straightforward. Even when we knew, when when Michigan wanted him, when he was in the last year of his contract with the San Francisco 49ers, he would not talk to Michigan until 
he coached out his contract in San Francisco. It's just the kind of guy he is. He's not really a liar. He's not deceiving. He is the, the reason why he's left all of these places with bad blood. Is that because he is so truthful and he is very willing to hurt your feelings? And that's why I see this and, and I hear about, you know, oh, the sources close to him say it's a, it's a done deal if he's offered a job. Like Jim Harbaugh himself. And this is not, you know, Nick Saban, who said, I'm not going to be the coach of Alabama, or Bobby Petrino, who left Atlanta mid-freaking season, you know. Like, Jim Harbaugh, up to this point throughout his entire coaching career, has been very true to his word. So I don't put a lot of stock into these articles. If it ends up happening, it ends up happening. But I'm fully expecting Jim Harbaugh to be back for 2023. Yeah, I'm expecting it, too. And, yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. He just he just said it, you know. And and last year he said, this is the end. Um, and, and, and we see this every year. And, and is it just me or is it the athletic every single time? I feel like every single year it's them with the exact same article. They're always the first one out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, at this point, I've, I've seen this for seven, eight years in a row now, um, and he's come back to Michigan every time. He just said it. So I will not believe it till I see it, especially after what happened last season. Um Obviously, like you said, it wasn't like he just made some quick rash choice like, oh, and actually, never mind, I'm, I'm just going to stick with Michigan. They pulled the offer. Um, but, you know, we were seeing reports that it was a done deal, and, and it wasn't. Um, so I will not believe it until I see it. Um, and, yeah, and, and at this point, if he did leave, then, um, then yeah, I, I would be pretty upset, you know, because he said that that wasn't going to happen last year, and he just said it a few weeks ago. Um, but I will say this. Ward Manuel needs to hand that man a blank check because Jim Harbaugh needs to get paid a lot more money for, for what he's done. No doubt. No program. doubt. And, and, you know, maybe that's part of this. Maybe the sources close to Jim Harbaugh are saying this as leverage to get a contract, mm-hmm. you know, uh, m- maybe that's the case. There's always that, but ultimately I personally think this is kind of irresponsible reporting by the athletic, because oh, what does that mean? A source close to Jim Harbaugh says he'll take an offer if if there's one on the table from the NFL, why does that need to be reported? Right. I mean, if if, if someone makes Jim Harbaugh an offer, that is something worth reporting. If Jim Harbaugh is taking an NFL job, that is something worth reporting. Not someone close to Jim Harbaugh says that if an NFL offers out there, then he's going to take it. That's not worthy of reporting. And, and quite right. honestly, it's irresponsible by the athletic and, you know, very disappointing from, you know, some writers that, I, I had respect for. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and, and you just wonder, you know, what what is the truth to it at this point, you know? Like, and, and how close is this person to Jim Harbaugh? Exactly. Like, that, that doesn't seem like something that would happen just two days after the playoff if he's really not. You know, I mean, he's he's been – it's not like he's been having meetings with, with NFL teams. It just seems weird that he would – you know, come out right now and be like, oh yeah, if I got a job from any NFL team, I would take it. Like that, I don't know. It it, it is definitely uh I, I don't think it's great reporting either. It's 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 definitely interesting to see. But at the same time, is anyone shocked? No. 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 Well Scotty, uh, we're running out of time here unfortunately. So we will wrap up uh and and put a bow on this twenty twenty two Michigan football season. Um was a fun year. 
obviously. Uh, it was a great year, one that I'll look back on fondly, going 13-0, Big Ten champs back-to-back, winning in Columbus for the first time in forever. Just wish it had ended different, but a good year altogether, man. Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, it's been great doing Brewcast, and, and we will keep it up. Um, it, and we got basketball now, and hey, now the yeah. football's over, they decided to win. Yeah, they decided they were going to start playing a little bit. Yeah, so hopefully – Hopefully they get things turned around and we got a fun basketball season. Well, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore, and uh, we will we will make sure to to make it a good college basketball season at Mason Brew. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew page as well at Maze and Brew. Uh, follow, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate you listening and the support that you give us here on Brewcast. It is at Michigan's 2-0 and in the Big Ten. College basketball, a uh, lot of season left there. I, I know the loss to Central Michigan. Uh, fresh in the minds, but they turned around, beat Maryland pretty handily yesterday, and uh, looking forward to a great rest of the college basketball season. Scotty and White, Scotty White and I will be talking about it each and every week here on Brewcast. So uh, let us know what what you want to hear. If you got any questions for us, find us on Twitter, leave some comments. We appreciate you. For my partner Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.